floor is yours. Hey, everybody. It's Burning Down NASCAR podcast. We're back. Took a couple weeks off. Had things happen we couldn't control. But here we are. Post-Bristol. Uh, your thoughts? What would you think? I thought it was a good race, sadly. I wasn't expecting it to be that good. A uh, lot of action. I think NASCAR... Only thing I didn't like about it is NASCAR wasn't consistent. Um, and when, when I say that, I mean on throwing the caution. When someone did a full 360 spin the very first time, I think, I, I think it was Michael McDowell, he got it going, but they caused a caution. And then when he did it again, oh, he's still going. They didn't throw the caution. And then, and then other ones did it, and they, they didn't throw cautions. Like, I thought like, that was super inconsistent. If you did it once, continue to do it. Um, so I noticed that the the more the race went on, the less they pulled the trigger on the cautions. I, I think they acted early on out of a I guess abundance of caution to but they <laughs> saw were you know, I mean Michael McDowell went around twice, Josh Berry went around. Poor Logano. You Logano, talk about being like yeah, Logano, uh, wizard, bubbles and stuff every, like that. You and I were texting during the race. I think it was after the second incident. Yeah. He got caught back in the wannabes. I said, I told you, I said, that's it. He's done. Just park it, he's yeah. Be, yeah, just go home. And it wasn't, what, two or three laps later that he got, got yeah, he, he, he was done. But I think last uh, NASCAR was doing a little bit of learning there because early on, I, th- I just think they aired on the side of, of, throw the flag versus not. And as the race went on and they were seeing these guys that were not just spinning, but hitting the wall or banging each other or whatever, and then getting it straightened out and, and moving forward, there was really no reason to sh- to throw the caution. Cause I noticed as, as the race went on, especially in, in stage three, there was a lot of stuff that happened. If it had happened in stage one, yeah, it would have been a caution, and and they weren't doing it. And st- so I do give them credit for that. Um, anybody that follows us knows I think, and I'm going to be very very blunt here. Throwing dirt on a perfectly good concrete track is bullshit. Now, if they want to race dirt, go ahead. You have Eldora. For one, you have thousands of dirt tracks in the United States. Yes. That's fine. I don't care. Don't do this to Bristol. This is another LA Coliseum. You're making shit up for no reason. You're just spending money where it doesn't need to be spent. You know, all they do is preach about how everything they do is in the interest of saving the team's money and the you know, in the long run. The teams, the fans, the TV sponsors, they're all paying for this crap. And I have, and honestly, I looked. I wanted to see how much it cost them to bring in all this dirt, the maintenance that it took to get it packed in and do everything that they've done to make this happen, and then the cost of it being removed and clean they they got to do more and power wash that thing when they're done oh yeah they got a huge scrub i don't I, yeah it's it's gonna be it's wild you know, they it's have to like do. the the effort and the dollars and the manpower and everything that's involved at the same time they they want to talk about all the money they're trying to save the teams by doing the and it's for another conversation but then the next gen car and and all the pitfalls that it has with single vendors and don't do this and don't do that. I just, like I said, I'm not advert and, and I will agree with you. Um, let's get that off the table. I, of the three races we've had there now on dirt, I actually enjoyed this one. The first two. No, no, no. I was irritated and agitated the whole time. This wasn't ho- other than that big crater. You could, yeah, that a was a big worry. Tree. I don't, I, 
because obviously if you watch the race, they had these non-competitive stage pit stops, which is fine. I don't know why they didn't go out there with clay and stomp, put clay in that hole and try to fill it up. Because that, if I was a driver, I'd put be a, a jackhammer on yeah, it or something, pack it down. I just don't understand. As a, as, like, as a driver, you're avoiding it. And the way these cars is with their tie rods, if I hit it wrong, I'm sure... Kyle Busch, that's why he broke, because he. I'm sure he hit that fucking, that divot multiple times. And his car With broke these it. tollings the way they are, yeah. They, I, they can't. I was watching, I was like, I was watching, I, and I, it was getting late, and I, so I went to bed, and I turned it on, and next thing you know, at the commercial, and Kyle Busch was eighth, and all of a sudden, he goes down, 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 and, and I'm like, what the hell? And they came back and said he spun out. And they found out he broke his suspension on the right front and a toe link bent on the on the rear, and he didn't hit the wall. I'm assuming he hit that that divot. It was in I think it was turn four, but that thing was huge, and they they kept showing it on the camera every time. I'm like, why haven't nobody come out with a fucking pot of clay, dirt, and try to smooth it out during? You could have stuck a cinder block in that thing yeah. and leveled it. Up. I mean, it was huge. <laughs> well, didn't they do the same thing years ago when uh, it was Martinsville when a piece of the uh, track came up, they put epoxy in there because Gordon uh, took took out his whole bumper. So they paused yes. the race to epoxy that hole. So why wasn't this not the same? I don't know. <clears throat> like I said, I'm, you know, and I've heard banter back and forth on the internet. Well, this is how uh, real dirt racing This isn't is dirt anyway. racing. Yeah, this is. But like I said, I... I actually enjoyed this race. Yeah, I did stay I did. up for the whole thing front to, to end. I, I will stand by my statement. This is Bristol, damn it. Stop it. They're saying, uh, Bob Pockers, because somebody said it, somebody tweeted at Bob and says, oh, it looks like it's like 20, 25%. And Bob's like, I'm being told it was 45 to 50% capacity. I'm like, there's no fucking way. If you looked at that track, there's not 50% capacity. That thing was 30 max capacity. And that's well, I got Bristol. Into a, I got into a back and forth with somebody and told them, I said, you know, I've been to Bristol a couple times. And when I go, I do the whole enchilada. I don't just go to the cup race. We do the Arca, yeah. the truck, the... Modifies bush, when they're there and all that, yeah. Everything. And I said, I have been to a truck race with more in people. the recent past with more people than were at that... Now, granted, it was Easter Sunday. It was at night. People had to go to work. I get all. I get all the qualifiers. But I still go back to a day not that long ago when it didn't matter. Nope. What day it was run on. You called off um, work. You made vacations. You people, made plans. That place was packed. And yep. people used to literally, and this is no exaggeration, they used to ticket holders would put the Bristol tickets in their will and will them to their kids or their, their wives or cousins or whatever. Cause they were that hot of a commodity. If you wanted to get on a waiting list for, for Bristol, it was like 10 years. When we went, when we there. went last, it was still packed, but I was still able to get them in the uh, roll call or whatever it is uh, window. I was still able to get them, but it was still slim pickings. Well, if you remember the first time we went, it was promotional through yeah. Uh, yeah. the guy I worked for. I yeah. mean, and that's how it happened. You know, that again, that's how we got our first tickets at Michigan. It was uh, at that time in the early to mid-90s, you couldn't get into Michigan without getting on a waiting list or a lottery draw. and. You know, short story for those that give a damn. Uh, I got on the waiting list lottery and got drawn. And the ticket, no, no. Uh, the the proper, I bought the tickets off of eBay. And when they got here, they were uh, from Coors Light Corporate that were complimentary tickets given to somebody in Golden, Colorado. And we went. And then because we had tickets allowed us the next year to get in the lottery to upgrade the tickets to a better location. And your mom 
said, this is bullshit, wrote a big old long, do you remember this? She wrote a big old long letter to the comp, to the, to the track. And I'll never, I, his first name was Mark, the, the director of the track. I can't remember his last name. And she told the story of how we wanted to go as a family. We've been waiting for years. We finally bought them off of eBay. When we get them, we find out their tickets you're giving away to people that don't want to be there anyway. They're just selling the complimentary tickets that you handed out for a profit. And we got a thing back from them with a, uh, uh, a seating chart saying we could get I don't know what was it, five or six tickets to accommodate the family and we could pick where we wanted to go. And that's how we got in there repeatedly from that point forward. And again, I realize those days in NASCAR are gone, but I equate it to Bristol where you could have walked up. I, I feel sorry for the scalpers. Yeah. How are they making a living? Nobody there is wants none. Their, there is there's none. no, no demand for their product. See, if I were to go mean, to Bristol I, now, I'd buy the cheapest tickets I can and then sit wherever I wanted. That you could yes. easily do that. Easy. You can just get in the gate and go where you want to go. And um, by the way, if you go to Bristol, it's a really nice track to walk around because you can walk around it real easily. And then across the street, or even inside, this, but they have the whole merchandise and they have a lot of, of cool stuff there. So it was down on the low side, and I want to say it would be on the. West end I know, where you I go can, down the yeah. hill, yeah. And, and then they had the drag yeah. strip there also. So like it's a cool, cool place to go. Like I said, it is just go up there and you can buy by probably forty five dollar tickets and just sit wherever you want. Yeah, general admission. Yeah, <laughs> you can go where you, yeah. you you don't have to get right. And again, you remember the days where you had to even at Michigan, you had to sit in your seat and there wasn't anything yeah. else available. Yeah, no. Unless you wanted to go down and stand on the fence. Yeah. And that was usually capacity, but all right. Um Bristol Bedirt, Christopher Bell. He's your winner. Um, Tyler Reddick was second, Austin Dillon was third, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. pokes his nose up and is fourth, Chase Briscoe was fifth, Justin Haley, probably the only time we'll talk about him this year, is sixth, Truex is seventh, Todd Gilliland, another one, unless it's a plate track, uh, eighth, Harvick ninth, and Ty Gibbs tenth. Ty Gibbs is on a roll. He's very consistent. This is, he had three nines in a row and then a 10. Very consistent. I had him in the garage a couple of times. I didn't think, I didn't have faith in him this week. Uh, I should have, but I had uh, actually Reddick in the garage. Thank God. <laughs> but um, let's go ahead and do the next 10 and. We'll talk about the notables and we'll move on. Oh, you want me to do uh, that? I can do that. Go ahead. Uh, the next 10 would be... Where am I at? Twin spin, Michael McDowell. Yeah, Michael McDowell, which he still finished 11th, so it's not bad. Uh, Bubbles is uh, 12th. Uh, <laughs> William Byron, 13th. Eric Jones, 14th. Harrison, 15th. Dinger is 16. Brad, Brad, Brad Keselowski. He had a rough day. Yeah, Brad Keselowski. for every last part of that uh, <laughs> 17th place finish. Yeah. Then Chris Buescher is an Austin Cindric, which I thought he would have done better. Uh, J.J. Yaley, Notables, Hamlin, who got into an accident early, took out his right front. Blaney, who got spun by Chase Briscoe. Which, late, late. Which Briscoe is like, I know it's another one's coming back. Then Mr. Ryan Priest, who took out uh, uh, Kyle Larson, which Larson, yeah, which he's denying everything about it. But then they go to his radio, radio chatter, which he's saying, and crew chief and spotter. Oh, it's, saying, the meme, it's the meme of the week. It, the, the, I saw, and he's not uh, going to admit anything because of what happened to Denny. And I understand it, but I think it's fucking funny. That's it. He, Here's your CYA, Denny, you dumbass. This yeah. is how you do it. Well, <laughs> if you watch, go on YouTube. There's a lot of video. Is when there was a caution or something like that. Ryan Priest came up, went up to right besides Ryan or Kyle Bush, 
and literally pointed out the window. Like, you, you got one coming, and then when it happened, I think if you watch the video of when the crasher incident happened between Ryan Priest and Kyle Larson, Kyle Larson was coming in hot because he got spun, or he spun himself out, so he's trying to come back real quick, and she had a fast car he could do. So Ryan Priest saw his opportunity, squeezed him against the wall, and when he squeezed him against the wall, he broke a tie rod or something, which made him loose, which slapped uh, Ryan Priest, and Ryan Priest obviously didn't like that because he's hitting me, so he slapped him back, and that just took out Larson. Yep. And <laughs> Ryan Priest, I'm not a dirt racer, I just got loose. Boy, <laughs> no one's believing well, that shit. The best meme of the week was him doing his interview in a still shot with the caption above, Hey, Denny Hamlin, this is how you CYA. Yeah. So (laughs) everybody knows what he did. And, and did you see the Kyle Larson interview? Uh, I did. Where he swore. No, Whoa. I didn't catch that. He, he, it's, it's like a two-minute interview. I might send it to you later. And pretty much there's a one part in there. He's a, he says, I thought we are going to be adults and grow the fuck up. <laughs> uh, no, I just saw when he came out of the care center. And at that point, he was pretty mellow about it. Yeah, because he, he Kyle Larson's a realist. He's like, I shouldn't have been back there. It's my fault. And then... Is just a domino effect, but his interview says, I thought we'd just be adults and grow the fuck up. <laughs> and I've never heard him cuss before. And when he said that in an interview, which was crazy, I was like, wow. So you can tell he's frustrated and mad when he did that. But I think Kyle Larson's going to repay. It's just not going to be immediate. We got Martinsville, baby. Yeah. It's- oh, I just got loose. <laughs> That'd be so funny yeah, if you said just- that interview. Don't get me yep. wrong. The first incident between Ryan Priest and Kyle Larson, yes, Kyle Larson forced him against the wall. It didn't give Priest any any room to. He he only gave Ryan Priest the option to let up and let Larson go. And Kyle, Ryan Priest didn't, so he slapped the wall, so he didn't appreciate it. You got to realize. But what I respect racing. about this whole whole situation, um, more than anything is that we all know Ryan Priest meant to do it. I mean, let's, yeah, let's yeah. face it. I mean, he did what he had to do publicly to yeah, yeah, not, not get, get in the Denny Hamlin territory. Denny Hamlin penalty. But I respect the fact that he did it in the same race, at the same track, Yeah, and got it over with. And now I'm sure in Ryan Priest's mind, he's like, it's okay, over. this is done. And Kyle Larson's mind is like, uh, no, it's not. Yeah, Kyle Larson, I didn't take you out the race. I just made you go position back. Now, you took yeah. Kyle out of the race, so. I don't know. It might, so it I, might, it, but I don't know. But we got Martinsville this coming week, and I do believe that Larson's going to let him know given he's not the chan- Given the chance, it, he's not going to take it easy on him. He's not going to chase him down, but. If he's in front of him and he needs to move him out of the way, he'll move him out of the way. Yes, he will. Um, notable Josh Berry, late wreck, which he was in the top 10. Chastain, same. Bowman, same. Kyle Busch with his broken right side. Uh, Matt Crafton spinning with his stuff. Um, then Kyle Larson, obviously. Davenport, and then Logano, which Logano, man, he just... He just needed to stay in the in the booth and, and call the race. That's, he'd, he'd have done just yeah. as well. There was an interview <laughs> after this truck race um, win I watched, and there apparently there was a guy at the track just giving Joey Logano the bird in every corner, just doing this the whole time. So they asked him about it, and Joey goes, I just think it's funny. And uh, <laughs> Joey's like, I get it all the time. And... He's, he's Ryan Blaney was his spotter that race, and he's like, I hope Ryan Blaney understands. This is towards him too, because he doesn't normally get it. This is, these <laughs> these birds are going to Joey. They asked Joey, "Do you do it back?" He's like, "No, I have other important shit to do." But I thought it was funny that some guy was so mad the whole racetrack and one of the corners there's a guy just standing there with double birds at at Joey Logano every time at the every lap, and Joey's well, like. Ter- <laughs> Joey's like it was. That's a normal thing. 
I can understand you not necessarily being a Joey Logano fan, if, if especially if you're not a Ford fan. What I don't get is, like you said, that hatred. Uh, the group that I admin in, um, NASCAR only on Facebook, uh, for those of you that are interested, there's one particular individual that has a hatred that I really need think he needs to talk to somebody. I don't tell him anything. It's just like every time there's something about Joey Logano, he jumps in and it's a tirade. And I, all I can think is what's wrong with you, man. Yeah. I don't necessarily care for bubbles, but <laughs> I don't get my blood pressure up to 180 over it. It's just like, I don't like him. It's the yeah. way it is. I didn't like Earnhardt back in the day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, some of these people, it's almost like a stinking religion, whether it's Logano or Chase Elliott or, you know, you know, pick your driver. There's just, you know, and, and then we're going to get to it, you know, this, this whole Hendrick deal. Um, I have, you and I have not talked about this in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so, you know, uh, while he's dealing with what he's dealing with, I'm going to go down the points report here. Uh, after Bristol, Christopher Bell is now your new points leader. Um, Ross Chastain falls one to eight or to second, excuse me. Kevin Harvick is third. Larson is fourth. Tyler Reddick is in fifth, Kyle Bush is sixth, Truex Jr. is in seventh, Logano is eighth, Keselowski is ninth. Uh, and these are driver points. That's really surprising, Brad's ninth. He must be averaging better than he's, I realized. He's been, he's been strong. He's like the sleeper uh, right now. Yep. Well, he would have been in the final four last year if he didn't get the 100 points, but... Um, I I want to say notables, but not really. Blaney in tenth, Bowman's in eleventh, Hamlin is. This is 12th. the updated with the points deduction on. Uh, yes, and this is driver standing. This is not playoff. This is driver yeah, standing. Yeah, just points. This is all by pace by points, not playoff. Yes. Uh, there was one that I wanted. And there's Bubba in his normal mid twenties. Actually, it's worse because he's been like twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Now he's twenty four, so he's actually doing worse. And uh, where's where where where's Tyler Reddick? Oh, fifth. Sporting some Kurt Busch numbers there. Yeah, it's it's that's uh. Surprising because if you don't realize, we kind of criticized his first three races. He was like 30th or worse, and then he's come in hot. He's back up the like his fifth with with the win. What two weeks ago? Oda? No, last week. Yeah, two weeks ago, and then. Well, what I find interesting is Tyler Reddick is in fifth place points wise, and Kyle Busch's brother's car. Kyle Busch is in sixth place in Tyler Reddick's car. So, um, let's look at, whoop, that wrong one, wrong one. Thought I had this all set up. Ah, playoff points. Where are they at? Do you have it? I can do the points. Uh, Shit. Points. Drivers' points. I want. I by playoff oh. points, it goes Christopher Bell, then Larson, Ross Chastain, Tyler Reddick, Kyle Busch, William Byron, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Ricky Stenhouse, Martin Truex, Brad Keselowski, then Ryan Blaney. That's for your top ten. Uh, Wait a whoa, 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 whoa! This is all Back based. Up. This is all based on um points. Uh, uh, playoff points. Okay, I that might be so. I, I'm talking about playoff standings as of right now. Yeah, that was playoff points standings. William Byron's number one. He's got two wins. 
by playoff points. This this includes uh, stage points. This includes and all that. He lost stage points with his penalty. So right. Well, yeah. Right. Right. Well, okay. If you go by points, you're right. You are correct. But as far as this is by projective William playoff. Byron's, William Byron is locked in with two wins. Yeah, he's in. But I'm just saying he right now. Christopher Bell's number one is two 2020 because of the wins, the win and stage playoff. But with William Byron with his wins and stage points, but with his penalty, he's at t- 2010. He's ten points yeah, behind. It doesn't matter. He's got two wins. He's locked. Yeah, in. yeah. He's locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, correct. His points, however you want to count them, right do now. Not yeah, right now, who's locked in is Byron Bell, Larson Reddick, Bush Logano, and Stenhouse. Those and are people they, are locked in. Everybody has at least one win except Byron. He has two. Correct. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that because. Like I said, you had Byron down below, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, he's, yeah, but he's a lot. Yeah, he's but I, lot. yeah, I was doing playoff points, and that's what I was reading. Now, if we get into the situation like last year, we had more in 16, then there's a uh, uh, some discussion. Um, those that, as of right now, are not locked in, but in order of contention down to number 16, you got Ch- Chastain in eighth with 268, uh, Harvick in ninth with 255, Truex with 232, Keselowski with 216, Blaney with 211, Bowman with 211, Hamlin 203, Austin Sindrick uh, with 202, and Chris Busher round, rounds out the top 16 as of today. In competition for the final 16 with 183 points. So those are your top 16 right now. Playoff standings. Um, Of course, that's going to change because we're going to have more winners. Um, That just can't be disputed. All right. Um, One more thing I want to cover is we didn't go on air last week and it's the first week all damn year that I beat you in fantasy by one point or some bullshit two two it doesn't matter a win's a win not so lucky this week you got me pretty good I but I just I'm surprised to- I got 200 with Logano no that two drivers got knocked out I got Kyle Bush knocked out yep me too have to look, but I had two drivers I think got knocked out. I had Logano, but I put them in the garage so they don't count. But yeah, I I had two hundred something. I think you had one seventy, but my shit's not loading. So well, the, the the big mistake I made is I had Reddick in the garage and I put him in for Eric Jones instead of Kyle Busch. I should have put him in for Kyle Busch. I'd have been just fine. I'd have been right with you. But I just wanted to point oh, that out. Kyle Even- Larson and Kyle Busch crashed, and I still had two hundred points crashed out. Like if I they would have just finished, I would have probably had two forty, two fifty. But you're missing my point. I didn't get to gloat last week. I'm <laughs> gloating now. I'll take my lumps this week, but I'm gloating now. I got you. Well, you're still down a uh, two hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna two hundred two hundred and fifty points overall. So you better get going. I got another league that. Uh, <laughs> or another entry that I'm about ready to switch in there just to shut you up. <laughs> All right. Let's do a little bit of news and views and tidbits here. Um, again, I, people, I know uh, we've been off the air for two weeks, so we're going to cover a few things that have happened that you all know about, but I do want to put our spin on it. Um, and of course we got the big one, uh, well, the big two and it's after, I think the last time we were on the air was after Phoenix. Is that no, no, uh, Martin was it Martinsville where they, no. whenever Hendrick got their damn fine for the louvers at the look, but, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna cover it in a nutshell, and then I'm gonna let you go as far as what you think, because I, I've watched your body language. Um, all four Atlanta. of the 
cars and one of the um, called cars got called out as, again, I realize everybody that might be listening to us knows this already. They got 100 points drivers. They had $100,000 per team fine. And then 10 playoff points on top of it or something like that. Yeah, and their crew chiefs were suspended for four races, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. So fast forward to the appeals. And I know this is where you're going to take off. Hendrick teams got their points back. The suspensions held. And the fines held. Colleague didn't get anything. For, for the same violations, Colleague as did. far as we know. They got their, all their shit stuck. Every, all their penalties stayed. Colleague exactly. did. Exactly. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. my point. Yeah, you said, you, you, you said they didn't get anything. So I took that as they didn't get no, any penalty. They didn't get anything back. Yeah, yeah. They, they, their penalty well, stayed. The Hendrix teams got their points back. But and that's causing a huge uproar, yeah. Okay, go. Uh, I know you're irritated with this. I'm not really irritated. I, I it's come out. It's, it's funny because Denny Hamlin and he goes. The obviously he's a huge advocate with all this crap, but this is where it comes into um, what's it called? Not clarity, but transparency. Now that's come out, and there's new rule book changes, and Denny Hamlin, again, is like, you can't change the rules midseason, which I agree. NASCAR's come out and said that the rules committee can't, if NASCAR says you are lost 100 points, 10, 10 playoff points, now was, like, they just, the new, how they took them away with the, with the committee, now they're saying... The committee can't do that. Once we say you have that fine, it's stuck. They just amended the rule. Now, so the appeals board. Yeah, appeals board can't take that away. So what's the point? So, um, here's where transparency needs to come in, which they're going to do, which is should have been from fucking day one last year. Is if you pull apart like a fender or a. Uh, whatever the box was, the rocker box or the greenhouse like that happened just recently with Hendricks or these louvers that need to be on display for everybody to see. What was the difference between Colleague and Hendricks to where Hendricks <coughs> got the 100000 but points were given back, but Colleague, sorry, bud, what was the difference? What was the severity difference? So... Well, I, who, man, I'd hate to think this was Kenny Wallace that I heard say this, but it might have been. He um, brought up, and this is true, because I can remember back in the 90s going to races, and if somebody got in trouble with NASCAR for a part or a piece or they had they had a table outside of the NASCAR hauler, and that part was right there. It should be. It this is what we pulled that is in violation. Yeah, and here's and they they had a little paragraph, and I'm like, that should happen. Yep. Now that they're doing now they're doing louvers, it. Yeah. If NASCAR said those louvers were bad, why they should have had one on display for everybody. With yep. Sharpies or... Here's what we found, yeah. Yeah, here's what we found. Here's why we think and, this and... But, but my understanding, like... Okay, I want transparency between Colleague and Hendricks because both their louvers got pulled, but one of them was given back their points, one wasn't. What was the difference? Oh, oh! And guess where Hendrick got their re- replacement louvers to, to go racing that? It was Phoenix, by yeah. the way. Guess where they got their louvers? Because they didn't have enough. Colleg? Colleg. They got them from Colleg to go race that day. The replacement ones. The replacement ones. That's where they got. They didn't have time to come back to Charlotte and get them to replace everything they needed. They got them from Colleg. He had them on the truck and gave it to them. The other team that was penalized and... Didn't get their damn points back. 
They use their louvers to fix their cars to go out and what? Win the race? Larson won the race? Yeah, Larson. Did he? I'm like, it couldn't get any stupider. Yeah, there. But no, you're 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 right. Um, they they gotta they gotta put this stuff on display, and and they really need to have like a press conference with the part. And I know this latest one with with Hendrick and the greenhouse modifications. They need to have a stage with a car on it, with the proper greenhouse, and they need to have the car that they penalized, which was, what, Bowman and Byron? Yeah. I think one of their cars, and I don't care, get a micrometer out if this is what, what it's coming down to, and show us this is what they did or modified or whatever. They've got to stop doing this in secret just because I said so mentality. That's got to stop. They've got to... Sh- it's just like... um. In my opinion, Phantom Cautions. How long were all of us complaining about Phantom Cautions? So then, all of a sudden, finally, when NASCAR would call a caution, they would direct the TV cameras, this is where the caution is for debris. This is what we called it for, and they would show it. It shut everybody down. But as long as they're not going to show us what these L1, L2 penalties are for and show us exactly, like I said, get the damn micrometer out if that's what it takes. You got to show us. Otherwise, you know. How are we going to learn from it? How are we going to learn? How are we going to know? How are we going to be able to have confidence that you're policing this correctly? Um, Enough said on that. The other one I wanted to cover is Denny Hamlin. Dumbass. Dumbass of the year. He gets the trophy, hands down. NASCAR admitted they weren't going to do anything about him running Chastain into the wall. Until he went on his podcast. And again, I know everybody, this is two weeks old stuff, but I gotta I gotta say it. Went on his podcast and said, Yeah, I meant to do it, basically. And in a lot more words than that. Now, all of a sudden, you've admitted it. NASCAR has to do something about it. They give him a a 25-point penalty and, what, $50,000 fine. And he goes through all kinds of minutiae and jumping through hoops on his podcast for the next week and a half trying to explain this, that, and the other thing. NASCAR says, shut up. It stays. The appeal board, you know, upheld it. But they didn't have a choice. When You know, it's like you go in and you rob a bank and you say, I didn't do it, you get a trial and, and all that. You go in and rob a bank and say, yeah, I did it. There's no trial. And that's what the appeals board was doing. It's like, dude, you said you did it. What? There's, done. Bye. Yeah. So, so apparently <laughs> with this new penalty... They're not appealing at Hendricks. Their statement said, "We will be they're saying we will we will be best served by devoting our time and resources to competing each weekend." Um, here is a, the specific rule Hendrick was found to be violated: the greenhouse uh, may be modified to accommodate a windshield wiper motor where required. These modica- modifications will be permitted. For all race tracks, the greenhouse modification must conform with the following drawing, blah, blah, blah. And they modified the greenhouse in some way, which. How is that really? The windshield wiper? Yeah. How is that going to affect that car? The greenhouse is the top portion of the Cup Series car, including the roof, uh, plus the front, front and rear glass, everything for the top. Of the doors onward, modification to this area would be made by teams in an attempt to gain aerodynamic edge. So, if since they, I just now, now I read that. So, then what's the point of all the lasers in the cage that goes on these fucking cars pre and post race? Yeah, why didn't they catch it then? then? I don't know. 
I don't get it. Because now that I'm thinking about it, is if there's a laser, they're gonna it's gonna know by the f- millimeter that it's off. So why didn't mm-hmm. it catch it then? If it's so, uh, obviously they say this is random. That wasn't random. Uh, uh, thirty. I'm trying to figure out what the, how many points it was. Sixty. Yeah, 60, 60, 60 driver points, five playoff points, and $75,000 in uh, respective teams. Oh, and I think the crew chiefs lost. The, the replacement crew chiefs are gone for another four weeks also. So, Hey, if I'm an NASCAR team out there, I'm looking for the interim crew chief of the number nine car uh, and hire him. I don't care who you are. It's he's he's amazing. Whoever he is, I'm sure he's a Chad Canals protege of some kind. Yeah. Um, there are rumors we're gonna get. Well, I want to do one more thing. Uh, actually. Three more things. No, I I've got one right now. I want to get out out the way. Um, NASCAR Nation, Kaylee Avro. Um, pray and pray hard. Uh, he's in bad shape. Um, word has come out that he may not get to the end of the week. Uh, he's very sick. His family has asked for privacy. Uh, I just want to I just want to get that out there. Um, uh, he's he's not doing well. Um, little rumor. I don't know if you saw anything about this. Um, Chip Ganassi may return as a cup owner. No, I no, I, I don't know where he thinks he's going or if he's gonna buy charters or join a team. He probably would join a team. Him buying out another one is kind of crazy. I can see him, I can see him probably rejoining track house and adding a third team with his money or force. Well, they got 91 and and whatever. Uh, but I, I saw that. Um, Kyle Busch is in my my camp right now. If you're not going to race the Oval at Indy, leave. Done with the road course. Um, I like that. Well, they're still on the fence about Bristol Dirt. They haven't announced it, which means that they are not sure about Rains it. Yet. were down half a million. Yeah, so... Last year they had a four zero. This year they had a three five. Everything's down this year, but it's the fact of nobody wants it. Even Kyle Larson said no. Yeah, he doesn't want it either. Um, (laughs) this was awesome. Josh Berry on his return to the track had pizzas delivered to the NASCAR hauler for what? Just to be a smart ass. Oh. <laughs> he fed the whole NASCAR hauler with pizzas. There's pictures out there of the delivery boy with stacks knocking on the NASCAR hauler door. Compliments of Josh Barry. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, Josh Barry. I'm like, holy crap. Uh, not. Wait a minute. I got the name wrong. Josh Barry's the one driving Chase's car. Yeah. Who's the dude that. Did the oh, uh, God, I want to say McDaniels, but I don't think that's right. No, that's not it. Parked car on the God, I can't believe I can see a mullet boy. Yeah, hold on, I'm trying to find him. I can't believe I'm I blocked. Oh. It's a Josh. I can't write on Josh know. Williams? Josh Williams? Yeah, I think that's it. Anyway, that guy, Mullet Boy, had had pieces delivered the next race while he's sitting at home, yeah, I guess. It's Josh maybe it Williams, was... yes. Okay. Yeah. Pizza's delivered to the damn NASCAR hauler. I thought that was awesome. 
That's why I was confused about Josh Berry. I'm like, what do you mean, Josh Berry? But Josh no, really it makes I, sense. I, I, uh, yeah, Josh. Okay. Uh, and one last little thing on on the news tits and bits. There's rumors flying around that Chase is actually done for the year. I haven't heard that. I don't. I, I don't. More. I don't. I don't think though. I really. I don't. That would be surprising to me. Yeah. Well, he was in the booth. Uh, not at Phoenix at uh, Richmond. Was it Rich or Richmond? Coda. Coda. Okay. Uh, but there. Well, and he wasn't in the booth. He was zooming. Satellite in, in yeah. So, that pretty much covers everything, uh, unless you got a few other things that I didn't see, or, like I said, we've, we've been gone for two or three weeks, and so we're just getting back into it. Well, um, I know you're not in the area, but since Chicago's on the way, they, they're starting to come out with the new mayor taking office, I think. He's like... We're not prepared for this. We're not prepared for what this race is going to do to the traffic. So they're kind of freaking out right now with all the detours I, and road I closings. Said, yeah, so. I said clear last year when they announced this was going to be a shit show. Yeah, so that's, that's slowly creeping in because he's got to deal with it. He's got to deal with everybody pissed off because they want to drive to Chicago. Now you got to take, you know, a, probably a five-mile detour through in downtown Chicago which take three hours because of this. So July 4th weekend, do not go to Chicago. If you are, take the train. I can say. Yeah. Amtrak. Woo. Uh, uh, so Ooh, we're pushing about an hour here. Um, we got Martinsville next week. And I think it's time for us to make some predictions. And I will just throw a little bit, drop a little bit of a knowledge bomb on you here. The average finish over the last 10 races, Joey Logano is your man at 6.6. Yeah, how'd that do this week? I mean, he's, he was number one, two. And he finished last. Yeah. So well, he 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 had some personal issues. I don't know. He had to get home. I it, I don't know what happened. He get new hair plugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Comb that shit out. Also, at six point five average finish is Blaney and Truex, uh, which he loves these short tracks. He's at eight point six. Then you got. Uh, wow. The next two, Kurt Busch and Chase Elliott, are not eligible. Kyle Busch in sixth place with an average finish of 9.9. Harvick, uh, with an average finish of 11.1. Then you got Keselowski, Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman, William Byron, and Christopher Bell. And I went to 12 on that because, like I said, uh, two of the best, being Elliott and Kurt Busch, are not eligible. Uh, Kyle Larson, eight races. His average finish is 15th. However, he's got two top fives and three top tens. He's never won a race. If you want to go after the winners, Martin Truex has three. And nobody else has more than one, and them being Logano, Elliott, again, doesn't matter, Keselowski, Bowman, Byron, Bell. So, uh, who are you going to take for the win? Uh, and then we get to the dark horse. I'll say Alex Bowman. You're going with Bowman? I'm going with Truex. Um, not that I'm rooting for him, but I just 
he, in my opinion, is due. It, it's been a while. Uh, come on. Help me out. Help brother out here. Uh, what am I? That's Bristol. Trying <clears throat> to work on this new lap iPad bullshit. Um, standings. I need standings. I need standings. Give me standings, standings, standings. Um, that's not what I want. That's not. I'm looking for Dark Horse. Um, it's got to be 25 or below. Why can't I? Almond, Nigger, Jones, Priest, Burton, Almarillo, Gregson, Haley, Dylan, McLeod. I think that's about it. I'm going with a Almondinger. Yeah, I thought about that too, but you know what? I'm going one with Josh Berry. <sighs> it's really not <laughs> fair, but okay. He thought in the top 25. You're right. And he's in the car. He's actually not a bad pick to put in your garage. Um, the reason I do it, he's a short track guy. He likes short track. Yeah. I do not disagree. Um, I want to check something out here real quick. We tried this last time, and uh, I wish we'd have been able... You're talking about uh, the fantasy, see if it's able- updated yet? It's probably not. Yeah. I'm on my way right now. Well, let's see. Well, here. actually, it might be. Let's see. Fantasy, your in- oh, your entries. Okay, do that. View. Uh, they actually have them up. They do. Yep. All right. Let's let her rip. So for the first, I'll, okay, for, I'll just say it. For the first, head to head is Christopher Bell or Ryan Blaney. Yes. Who are you picking? Oh, I'm going Bell. Ring the bell. No, I think Ryan Blaney. I think he's hot after last week. Just Bristol. Okay. <laughs> then you got William Byron against Truex. I'm going Truex. I want to say Truex, but I kind of want to see them practice and qualify and see how they're doing. I, other than that, I would do Byron. You don't have that luxury. I know, I know. Yeah. But I would say Truex. Okay. Now, this is this is a weird pairing. I don't know why they did it, but Austin Dillon and Ryan Priest. I would say... I don't even have to think about it. Go ahead. I would say Austin you, Dillon. Exactly. And then you got Bush and Hamlin. I would say Kyle Bush. I know Denny Hamlin's good there, but he likes punting people. But I'll say Kyle Bush. Uh, just to be contrary, I'll take. Uh, it might the, my picks will probably definitely change when I whenever qualifying and practice happens. See how the actual cars are running because this because right. this is a new. We're going there with the new package. Remember the new short track package. They don't have all those fucking fins underneath their car now to create that stupid wake. So the car's going to be way more racy, and you can get up to somebody's bumper now with this new package. Well, you got to remember, too, at Martinsville, those hairpin corners, they're not flying into that, you know, at 150-plus miles yeah, an hour. But- they got to get that thing wowed down into the, the 60, 70 mile an hour. Yeah, range. but even in the past year we're on that track with the old package, they couldn't pass. Like, it wasn't much going on. It's just the way the car. So with this new package, we'll see. I'm actually interested. I totally forgot about that. All right. Um, Unless you got anything else, I'm ready to wrap this up. Well, there's one thing we haven't talked about. We don't have to stick on it very much, but Cody Ware. That's a big deal down here. Um, It's officially a domestic violence charge. Unofficially, they're saying that he and his... And again, I'm not... 
I'm I'm stating this unofficially. I'm not making any accusations. I don't want to get in trouble. But him and his girlfriend supposedly got into it, and he ended up choking her. But that's not known fact. What is fact is Monday he was arrested and taken to jail. Um, and charged. Uh, I believe the last report I saw is he is out on bond. Yeah, I'm trying to find the uh, statement. However, he is indefinitely suspended from NASCAR. And obviously there's, oh man, what's, what John somebody or another was driving the car last week, and I'm not sure who or if Matt Crafton drove it. Yeah, he drove it last week. Yeah. You're right, Matt Crafton. It didn't work out too good. Um, I don't know who they've tapped for this coming week because it's clear he's not going to be in the car. Uh, you know, his dad, you know, obviously owns the team. Police, um, here's, so. here's what Bob Packer said. Um, police incident report on Cody Ware charges indicated alleged assault happened Monday night. It is class this is classified as domestic violence and as an aggravated assault and aggravated injury with personal weapons of hands, fists, and feet. His bond was 3K and he's no longer in jail. And NASCAR could suspend yeah. anybody just for that reason. There's no because somebody tweeted at him what happened innocent until proven guilty. But in the rule book, if something like this happens, NASCAR has the authority to suspend. Well, and I've seen the argument that Kurt Busch was suspended for the same thing and came back and, okay, got it. Um, I'm just saying local reports say there's a lot more, and I'm talking local TV news. Um, There's a little bit more to this than what is being nationally broadcasted, and that's as far as I'm going to go with that. It's just... This isn't good. Um, And if the allegations are... Well, look how long it took Kurt to get back. Ten years. He he was in the number two Miller car when this all happened. And then he went out and came back. And then he went to the 78. He was in, yeah, the 78 car, front row. And then he went to Stuart Haas. And then he was somewhere else, and then he went to 2311. So he, he, he had to go through like four different teams to work his way back to get his reputation. So, yeah. and Kurt Busch is a good driver. Cody Ware is mediocre. So I, I feel like his career's done if this goes to court and proven guilty because he'll never recover from it. If, if, if he's found guilty, uh, it, it's definitely over with. If he is somehow exonerated or found not guilty, it's gonna be a scar on his record. Pleads, you know, pleads out of it somehow to a lesser. I still think he's done. Like you said, it's not like say a Chase Elliott does something like this, has a bad night, apologizes, tells the world that he was really a bad boy, and everybody says okay. You know, now you're on probation. Let's give this another go Cody Ware's not in that league yeah no um I'm uh, like I said all I want to reiterate is there's more being talked about on the local level than there is on the national level and and I hope I truly hope it's not true but even half of it is true this is not good and according to again more local reporting the other individual involved isn't backing down, isn't giving any grace, and is going full steam ahead as far as um, going to push it. So we'll see. Uh, I agree 100% that innocent until proven guilty, um, there's just too many things that are being said and reported that tell me that this actually did happen now. We'll wait and see what all the facts are, but I, I'm right now. My gut, I let, best way to put it, my gut feeling is Cody Ware is done with NASCAR. 
one yeah, way or yeah. another. If anything, he'll just work on the company side. He'll work in the garage, yeah, the corporate side. As far as driving on the track every week, I think it's over, but maybe I'm wrong. So we'll see what happens. Um, obviously, there's going to be more coming out in the very near future, so we'll we'll see. But it doesn't look good. It really and truly it does not look good for him. Um, it's sad. It's it's sad, sad, sad. So, all right. Uh, Got anything else? Mm-mm. Oh. All right, folks. Uh, whoever's here, both of you, <laughs> tell your friends. Tell everybody you know, your family. Make them kick you out of a family gathering. We're everywhere. We're on all platforms. Um, if you don't like listening to us, at least go to NASCARonly.com. It's on Facebook.com. Pretty boisterous group. There's over 30 grand people there. Uh, pretty much speak your mind with no filters other than what Facebook puts on us. Uh, again, we're we're everywhere, and hopefully we'll we'll get a following, and we'll see. But in the meantime, it's just my son and me, and we talk from the heart for an hour every week, and we tell you what you think, and you're well welcome to disagree agree put in your own two cents worth we take it all so with that son take us out of here <laughs>